0: In the next 71 days, we're going to see some very violent fireworks. I would predict racially motivated mass shootings, bombings, poisonings, attacks on power supplies being blamed on the right wing. They intend to bring in a full dictatorship in the next 71 days. And we are all strapped to this thing. This is such a dangerous time. And I would advise the globalists, who are mid-level, that think they're about to have a leftist revolution. The globalists don't actually plan at the higher levels to have that. They plan on having a civil war that brings down America, and you'll be the fall guy.
1: Okay, welcome back. We got uh, Alex Jones. The the release of the book is today, uh, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a, uh, it's a blockbuster. Everybody's got to get it. But I want to get in first. Alex, these comments uh, yesterday, uh, l- let's talk about them for a second, because it's got everybody, obviously, their heads blowing up. We got now 70 days or 70 days to go. Um, you know, we've got momentum. They're trying to suppress it with suppression polls. They're sitting there going, you know, you guys are not going to have a red tsunami. What, what is your theory of the case here? Because you're a smart guy. Do you, do, you, do you really believe that they're going to try to pull out all stops in this regard? Or does that hurt us playing into that narrative? Walk us through, because I know you're trying to accomplish exactly what we're trying to accomplish, which is to take the country back and to make sure we take it, we do the House and the Senate, and then we get, uh, you know, I don't know if Trump back in or not, I know that you've got some, some very definitive thoughts about that, but we got to win the House, we got to win the Senate, we have to win these school boards, we have to win these state legislatures. So walk us through your theory of the case, because we only got a 40-second clip on you from yesterday.
0: And, and I apologize, I know you requested a full clip. I have spent basically an hour on that in my third hour yesterday. In context, I said that is something that is in Their deck of cards, it's their ace of spades, is a provocateur, a false flag attack or something like we saw with the staged Whitmer uh, kidnapping situation a few years ago, with the same FBI group then going and running the provocateuring on January 6th, the same FBI group running the fake Russian dossier, and the same uh, special FBI unit now raiding Mar-a-Lago a uh, a few weeks ago. So we see the pre-programming of puppet Biden, the third administration of Obama, in June of last year, putting out a new national terrorism directive saying questioning election fraud, questioning election results, or questioning lockdowns or forced inoculation is terrorism, or questioning critical race theory. That's officially in that national plan. And then we've seen them roll that out. We've seen the FBI say the number one terror threat is domestic right-wingers. They've now defined it as fascism. If you support President Trump, or America first, and then now we start seeing headlines at the top of Drudge yesterday, you know, imminent, Trump's calling for violence, Trump's Trump's calling for, for insurrection, January six 2.0, and so that's been all over the news, building up, and Biden came out on Friday uh, and said, I believe that Republicans are going to be violent in the next 74 days. Well, now, yesterday was 71 days, now we're 70 days out, and if you look at all the pre-programming Data points that are there, they're hyping this up, and with their long history uh, of Sirhan Sirhan being a patsy and uh, all the other events we've seen where the FBI goes out and actually creates these terror groups, that is what I would do if I was them. And we know Bill Clinton on Air Force One in front of the, a huge press corps right after he won re-election in 2000 uh, in 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 1996, excuse me, said he owed his re-election when he was ten points behind to the Oklahoma City bombing. And so they can use these type of tragic events as a pretext to demonize and try to basically outlaw their opposition. That's why he's calling Republicans semi-fascist, claiming that if we don't want dead people and illegal aliens voting uh, or all these electronic voting machines or mail-in ballots, that we're somehow fascist when they're the ones that are censoring and suppressing and raiding their political enemies. We now know the FBI admits Mark Zuckerberg told the truth uh, last week on Joe Rogan when he said, the FBI came to us and said, do not have this story. It is election meddling. But it was a real story. They were election meddling. So they know there's a giant political realignment against globalism, neoliberalism around the world. and, and, And really the epicenter is the United States and places like Brazil with Bolsonaro. And they know they're losing support with the yellow vest and all these other movements. And so they know that austerity and the great reset that as you pointed out is an irreversible collapse. If it goes much further is unpopular. They're taking the gloves off and going to a pure authoritarian model. And I believe in the next 70 days, it is their main move. And again, they pre-programmed it, pre-rolled it out, pre-advertised it to provocateur or stage some very serious, massive events. It might be a new war. Uh, it, it, it it might be, oh, hackers took down a part of the power grid. It might not be a mass shooting. It might not be a bombing. Uh, but something big is going to happen. We're going to have a gigantic October surprise. What do you think? How, how, do, how do you
1: let's put uh, Biden's um, address to the nation? I don't know if the broadcast, it, it doesn't seem to be to be newsworthy because it's purely political. What do you expect out of him? And how does that fit into your theory of the case when he's calling? This is worse than Hillary Clinton calling us the deplorables. I mean, right now, I I would argue that two thirds of the nation back our policies when we talk about inflation, immigration, crime, wokeness in schools, the economy. On our side of the foot, this is Ron Brownstein. On our side of the football versus theirs, climate change, you know, whatever this, whatever their their this thing of democracy because we got more votes than they have, uh, and uh, and uh, abortion. Brownstein saying that's what's going to motivate them. Put in your theory of the case, where does where does Joe Biden's uh, they're all fascist or semi-fascist fit in, and what do you anticipate he's going to tell the nation on Thursday night?
0: Well, absolutely. What you just said is what he's going to say. He's going to say the Republicans want to take your vote. The Republicans want to take your right to kill children. The Republicans are evil. They're bad, and basically demonize the Republican Party, pop down because the populist Realignment happened through the Republican Party, not through the Democratic Party. And so he's going to try to basically expand this idea of beginning to outlaw the political opposition. And and Democrats have been talking about outlawing the Republican Party. Uh, We see them going around the country with Gozer uh, and with Green and with countless other races. I mean, right here in Texas uh, with members of Congress, the Democrats are trying in court cases to bar multiple... Current members of Congress and people running from Congress to be able to not run because they questioned the, the the 2020 election, and so they're trying to outlaw people running for office or being reelected who question election fraud. Well, we we send the State Department around the world uh, to to try to make sure elections are free and fair, and if you measure up U.S. elections. to to elections in the third world that they say are fraudulent we're way fraudulent than them by every yardstick so they're trying to outlaw questioning elections and barring people from running that's the greatest form of blocking the electoral process and and, and blocking voters will and then turning around he's going to have an address and say the the republicans are fascist they don't want dead people and illegal aliens voting and and they don't want mail-in ballots the same way we know they stole the 2020 election so it's going to be a declaration of war, an expansion of the ongoing declaration of war, not just against America's energy, not just our borders, not just our sovereignty, not just our currency, not just the, the value of our dollar, but a further declaration of war against anyone questioning any of their fraudulent narratives that are collapsing.
1: I want to talk about, I'm going to get to the FBI in a second, but I want to talk about these executive orders that you bring up, the one about the voting and the uh, the, the previous one. Do you believe that Republican attorney generals and the Republican Party elected officials have done enough to expose what those executive orders were, what they really say, and to combat them, even at a state attorney general level, to contest what
0: these executive orders are? Well, it's like you said a few days ago, our biggest problem is not even the Democrats. They're unpopular. They're criminal. They're disgusting. But the Republican leadership will not get on the ramparts, will not defend the gates, will not cover any real issues. They talk about uh you, you, you know small business stimulation packages that don't even pass and things that are not on people's radar. They're not talking about inflation. They're not even talking about human smuggling and open borders like they should. They're not talking about election fraud. They're not talking about any of the real things that concern Americans. They're not talking about the military still being forcibly inoculated or Illegal aliens can pour in by the millions and not even be given COVID tests or COVID shots, which I don't think they should be given COVID shots, but but then uh, Djokovic can't come here for the U.S. Open. The, The Republicans need to get on the offense, but the Republican Rhino establishment is working with the Democrat Party establishment to fend off the populist, peaceful, political insurrection that has been taking the country and the world by storm. They are fighting us, they are attempting to bankrupt America to bring people to their knees in a giant cloud and proven Great Reset model so that we're so poor and so destitute, we've got to accept a communist socialist model with a high-tech technocracy, global ID, global carbon tax, global social credit score, global universal basic income. They're bringing down the old system that they've already sucked dry, hoses the saviors, as they bring in their new tyranny. That's why the climate we're in, it's not like five years ago or 30 years ago or 40 years ago. It's closer to the climate we had during the, the, the civil war where there's major competing factions battling over control of this country and they want the populist faction out of the game, basically outlawed and, and labeled as terrorist. It's not gonna work though. That's why I warned the establishment that they really need to study history And, and look at what they've done and understand that drag queen story time and critical race theory has turned the country and really the world against them and that they, they should sue for peace. They should back down. They should not try to accelerate us into a civil war, but you see it all over the news. Civil war imminent. Uh, We're going to have a war with the Republicans. We're going to have a war with the populace. We're going to arrest Trump. Lindsey Graham, if you arrest Trump, there's going to be a civil war. There's going to be war on the streets. I don't, if they do arrest Trump, I don't want war on the streets. I want total political realignment to the next level. And we should talk about peaceful ways to not let them, Steve, provocateur us into violence. This is my point. Lindsey Graham and these guys who
1: are never with us, for him to say that, because right now the momentum is on our side, everything they're trying to do from the suppression polls to divert the conversation over to civil war, to all of this, gets us off the target which is the target is november 8th in a sweeping we could break the democratic party as a national political institution from the school but you guys have seen this in texas from the school what desantis has done in florida from the school boards all the way up to the state legislatures to the house and the senate they're trying to divert our attention what would you tell the people out there that that follow you given the fact that they're going to use information warfare like they've never done before your icor commander What is it we're going to get to the book in the next break. But right now, what should what should the people that follow Alex Jones and the people that say, hey, look, this guy's smart and tough and he's one of our leaders. What is your advice to the populist movement
0: right now? I would tell every person watching this to share this broadcast while it's live and and, and later when it's archived. And, And I would have them send it to all of their liberal friends and leftist friends and say, how long are you going to be a chump? How long are you going to be a fool? Uh, Even if you're unable to vote in this election uh, because of changing over parties, a lot of states can still do it. You need to understand you're going to be bankrupt. You're going to have no future if if, if you don't wake up to the fact that some very criminal multinational corporations are using the Democratic Party to basically have a hostile corporate takeover of this country. Then – I would go out to every relative, every friend, every family, every employee, every boss, every stranger, and and I would tell them, you need to go vote and you need to not just count on there being a red tsunami because there's going to be a blue election fraud firewall or or seawall that's going to try to block that. But we know from the studies in places like Texas and Florida, they run out of dead people and they run out of illegals on the ballot. Uh, able to vote very very quickly and they hit a wall so we've got to counter them with absolute total and complete voting okay sure i think i reach a lot of voters being on air myself why do i need to go vote well because every vote counts and and, and even if you think your state's red it's not for long we have to crush them now everybody watching has to go to their city council their school board even if you don't have children you've got to go to the county commission people are watching those commissions those, those, those hearings go out, they get picked up, they go viral. Everyone, especially America's veterans, because this is the real fight for the republic itself, must go every week to every televised hearing, whether you're in a small town or a big city. Everyone must call C-SPAN. Everyone must call on the liberal talk radio. Everyone must understand that this is a massive historic crossroads, and the enemies of freedom know that, and we need a maximum effort to go out and to study the ballot, and to vote for good people, and to just do everything we can to just have such a giant red wave they can't stop us.
1: Alex, on one second. The Great Reset and the War for the World. The central battlefield is the United States of America. All next in the War Room. We will fight till they're all gone. We
0: rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP.
1: You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand. End quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver,
3: the epidemic is a demon and we
2: cannot let this demon hide war room pandemic here's your host stephen k bannon
1: okay thank you very much by the way as soon as we get that uh that ad i want to play that we got it let's go i tell you what actually i bring you back in i got to play this because it's so powerful let's hit it i gotta tell you this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, the left and the mainstream media are going to have to sit there and we've got to force them to respond to this book. This book is that important. Alex Jones cuts to the heart of the matter. If you compare the finest, and I'm telling you, you, t- you take MIT Technology Review, you take science, take all these magazines and journals, add the electronic part of it, and, and you know NPR, PBS, all of it, I'll take. I'll match up, and I'll, we'll go through, and we'll do what Alex Jones put out there, versus what your collective body has put out there. And if you're a sentient a human being and just watching it, you say, "Well,
0: God, Alex Jones was ahead of this. Not only that, he kind of explained it." They're just in this huge revolution against choice and free will and normal technological development and adoption of technology that empowers humanity. Instead, they want adoption of technology, forced adoption, world IDs, global social credit scores, carbon taxes that, that dominate and monitor every facet of our lives. You make the case
1: of what the not just the new world order is, but using this great reset
0: to really take up this whole idea of control and authoritarianism. They have decided to trigger a controlled collapse and then bring in a new dark age to control the general public where they will be in their Elysium fields. There is no new technology coming in. They're blocking that. And so really they're just imploding things under the Cloud Piven model to show that they can get that control over us. Alex Jones
1: cuts to
2: the heart of the matter. He has presented tons of valid evidence and facts that I think have been really, really important to raising consciousness to what the sort of technocratic global elite really want to do. The true thing that you've done, which is stunning, if you look at the
1: evidence of that and the facts, you are one of the great thinkers of this. That is very rare. You've got to go back almost to the revolutionary generation and see that. This book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, I'm telling you, everybody in America, the people that hate Alex Jones the most have to read this book. This is no Bee you're not going to be flipping pages here. you're going to be having a pin out. And you're going to be underlying stuff. It, it's amazing.
2: The Great Reset and the War for the World by Alex Jones, available now at Amazon and InfoWarsStore.com.
1: Okay, uh, Alex Jones is my guest. You're in the war room. Uh, it's the 30th of August, the in the year of our Lord, 2022. Alex, I think you've done a pretty good job of forcing them to read it, given how you've walked through what you anticipate they're up to in in the next uh in the next 70 days uh because this your book makes the case that the united states of america this beloved constitutional republic we were bequeathed is the central battlefield on this global reset and the war for the world can you explain that sir and i want to add in the developments that have happened with the fbi agents over the last 24 hours how that fits into your theory the case as you lay it out in this book and this book is for the people that hate alex jones the most for the people that think he's a charlatan uh, and a carny barker i strongly recommend that you read this book you may still hate him at the end of it but you will respect uh, the intellectual integrity of
0: this book because it's a very very powerful document alex jones well steve i appreciate that and look i'm on the air four hours a day i've been on there 28 years i screw around have some fun sometimes it gets taken out of context. I hate myself sometimes, but I don't really joke around and have fun anymore the last few years because the world is so serious now as so they're having trouble you know, finding the satire to take it out of context. But getting back to your point about why they have to take America out, it's what Ronald Reagan told us. Ronald Reagan wasn't perfect getting conservative ideas through. He got a lot of things done that were good, some things that were bad. But Reagan made the world love America and made the world love American ideals of private property and family and freedom of religion uh, and capitalism and security and peace through strength. And he was an ambassador to the world. The world absolutely loved America. We were at the pinnacle of our strength at the end of World War II and then again with Ronald Reagan. And then since then, it's been our president's pretty much selling us out to globalism until Trump comes along and then Trump makes it about America again, because how can America be a leader in the world if it's not free and successful and powerful? So if you're bringing in a worldwide corporate panopticonic surveillance, mark of the beast, control freak, mad scientist run, great reset, build back better, depopulation uh, nightmare, you can't have a free country like the United States of America, that's an example to others to aspire to as a model, just like our constitution became the model of the world. They want communist China and its authoritarianism and its death camps and the Uyghurs and forced labor uh, and you know 16 hour work days and the government turning your power off when they want and social credit scores. They want that to be the model. These multinational fortune 500 pretty much to a company allied with communist China to parlay that power into their world government. Now, Russia's got its own problems, and is I'm not lionizing Russia, but it's trying to be its own sovereign nation. That's why it's public enemy number one as a country. But the United States and what it was and what it could be is the real number one enemy. Russia becomes a junior enemy when you pull back and realize everything is to undermine the country. Everything is to destroy confidence. Everything is to, make, to break up our families. Everything is to destroy our veterans. Everything is to ship in fentanyl. It's all about demoralizing us to break our will. Then they can get control of our science and our military. And once they believe they have a godless authoritarian America, now we will we will make Nazi Germany uh, look like a choir boy compared to what the New World Order can do once America falls and becomes an absolute tyranny. So the war for the world, the epicenter is the United States of America. And And so that's why I titled it
1: The War for the World. Uh, The Great Reset in the World for the World. Uh, Everybody should go. It's on sale. I I don't know if bookstores are going to stock this, but definitely it's on Amazon and you can go to your site. So everybody should get it today. You should read it. I want to go to the one of the central theses is about decarbonization, deindustrialization, depopulation. But you make the case about wokeness and also your work over the last 20 years and transhumanism. Tie that together in the Great Reset, and why is this actually the underpinnings of what this fight's about?
0: Well, George Arwell's real name was Eric Blair, and he'd been a top communist and a top Fabian socialist, and he'd fought against Hitler in the, in the Spanish Civil War, and he believed in it. And then he learned how evil Stalin was, and so he wrote a book in 1984 about what the world would look like if Stalin's revolution succeeded. And in the book, it's really about Destroying language, destroying words, outlawing words, uh, making people scared of what they said, what they did. And that's what wokeness is, is giving Hollywood and the Democratic Party and the globalists control over language, control over every facet of society to then bring in old tyrannies, like discriminating against somebody off of what color they are, something the West got rid of. They turn our greatest strength around against us. And now, oh, we're going to fire the white teachers we're not, we're, we're, you know, because they're white, uh, we're going to not have white airline pilots because there's too many white people. These are authoritarian mainstays, but now inverted. So it's a corporate authoritarianism masquerading as, as neoliberalism. And so they need us to say two men can have a baby. Two women can have a baby. They need us to believe, uh, that, uh, we can be a dog if we want to the furries phenomenon and Brad queen story time. They have to get us to accept outrageous things because they want us to accept human-animal hybrids. They want us to accept human clones. They're already growing for organs. They want us to accept no bar, no control, no governor on what these people can do. And Elon Musk has talked about that. He says, beware of billionaires that worship AI gods. And he's explained, if we don't have 2.2 children... Civilizational collapse. They're building an anti-human civilization. He's come out and says he wants a pro-human civilization. He's not against cybernetic augmentation if you choose it, if if it's not forced on you, and if it helps you. My uncle was in a motorcycle wreck uh, 30 years ago. Had really bad epilepsy. He got one of those Vega nerve stimulators. Basically stopped having seizures. Then that failed three years ago. He actually got a more advanced brain chip. Doesn't have seizures. Not in a wheelchair anymore. Lives great has a great life that brain chips, a wonderful thing. I'm not against progress, uh, but, but we don't want to make people take brain chips. So there's all these opportunities with all this technology. We just don't want it to be tied to a global social credit score and to have the head of the Davos group, say soon school children by 2030, we'll have a chip in the brain to communicate. And if you don't have chip, you won't be able to, I mean, this is what they're saying and it's an attack on free will. So wokeism is about just getting us to stand on our head or if they say jump, we say how high to, 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 to accept absurdity. So then we hand over our personal authority to the technocrats, to the transhumanists. This whole revolution isn't liberal. It's not communist. They use that as their control mechanism. It is a transhumanist mad scientist power grab of the future. The great reset, the war for the world.
1: OK, the book is out today. You can get it on Amazon. It's a it's a must read. Alex, I, I know you're jammed, but I want to just hold you through the break. I've got a, just a, a, one or two questions on the other side. Sure. We're also going to be joined by Brandon Showalter from the Christian uh, Post, about this blockbuster investigative reporting on the Children's uh, Hospital up in Boston, Boston Children's Hospital, the reality of what they've been doing as far as surgeries go. Also, Joe Allen, our editor for Transhumanism, is also going to join us. Uh, he's going to make some comments and observations. On what Alex Jones has been working on for many decades and also he was the one that really got deeply into this Boston Children's Hospital story so we're gonna take a short commercial break we return we've got the one and only Alex Jones the book is the great reset in the war for the world and he's making the case that the central battlefield is the United States of America we're gonna return to the war room in just a moment
0: Just beginning for the games you want to play. Bring it on and I will fight to the end, just watch and see. It's all started, everything's begun, and you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP.
1: Are you feeling frustrated and powerless in the face of sky-high inflation? Well, here's what you can do about it. Now, take a minute and go to this website, preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. You'll find a ready hour, three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. It's what I call inflation-fighting food. This kit is packed with emergency meals, the kind that stay fresh for up to 25 years. And these meals not only stay fresh, they stay affordable too. That's because right now, my Patriot Supply is giving you $250 off this three-month kit. Get it and you're guaranteed affordable meals when food prices get completely out of control. In other words, you'll lock in the affordable food for years to come. When you're ready for real preparedness, make sure to look for Ready Hour Foods From my Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com and save 250 bucks on a three month emergency food kit. It ships fast and it ships free. Get yours now. Preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Action, action, action.
2: War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon.
3: The epidemic
2: is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
1: Okay, our guest is Alex Jones. Alex, uh, Napoleon used to tell his marshals, the marshals of France, uh, and particularly after a couple of big engagements, he said, When you set out to take Vienna, take Vienna. Uh, what is your message now to the populist nationalist movement in, in this country, this inclusive nationalism, regardless of your race or your ethnicity, in uh, particular those hardworking? Hispanic Americans down the rear Grand Valley in South Texas in uh, in your beloved state, also in Arizona, California, all throughout the country, African-American men, particularly men that are turned off by this wokeness. W- what is your message for the next 70 days, sir?
0: My message is Paul Schwab, Bill Gates, the Democratic Party, the New World Order. They're a global party of authoritarianism. It's the same in Australia, the same in Germany, the same in France, the same here. We need to join Bolsonaro. We need to join Viktor Orbán. We need to join other leaders around the world. We need to get Trump reelected. We need to realize that we are being enslaved by corporate fascism masquerading as neoliberalism. And you've got to be 100% all in because if you think 49% increases in electricity prices the last year is bad, if you think gas prices doubling the last two years is bad, if you think any of this is bad, the 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 the, the Globalists admit they want to bankrupt us and bring us to our knees permanently. They have horrible plans for the average American. This is life and death. This isn't a game. As Steve Bannon said a few days ago, and all the actuaries show it, already the lockdowns the last two and a half years, already the regulations, already what's been done has put us into a collapse The the plane's crashing. The question is, can it be a survivable crash landing? We need to get these people out of there now. We need to get rid of the Klaus Schwab's that are in control of our government. He brags he's in control of our government, the Canadian government. He penetrates the governments. We We have to stop them, get them out of control of our system, and then try to crash land the airplane. Or if you think things are bad now, folks, you have not seen anything yet. This is a real global corporate technocrat takeover through economic and cultural warfare of America and the world. This is the war for the world, and people better choose a side. Freedom and justice and prosperity or total destruction. The Democratic Party is literally run by international criminals. They're literally run by the CCP. It's in Hunter Biden's laptop, and we now know this head FBI guy got marched out two days ago and, and, and you know fired because we now know that it's been declassified. He ordered the Hunter laptop sealed. He ordered them to threaten the media not to cover it. He ordered it put in a secret file so nobody could see it. And it's only because of a bunch of good FBI agents that lost their jobs or were put on leave that we even know about this. So the FBI is not an enemy. The people running it, though, are an enemy. And we're never going to fix it until we have taken the whole government back over. And I think we have to break up these federal agencies once and for all because you can't have one central national police force uh, 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 like the FBI, but we we are at such a historic crossroads and it's all coming out in the open and the globalists have lost. Their only hope is to smash and collapse everything before the people actually wake up and bring them to justice. They hope the collapse creates such a giant smoke screen and such a fog of war that somehow they slink away. I've looked at every possible development in that. They're never getting away with what they've done. The question is, do they want to just run off with their money now and, and we'll, you know, put them in abstention like Napoleon, or if they come creeping back and try another war with us, they're going to actually get put in prison for the rest of their lives. I would be happy for some of these globalists to slink off because I understand how dangerous they are. And, and, and I understand this is going to really cause world war, you name it, if it keeps going down this road. So I would, I, I would say if I was Trump, he should do a t- big televised speech and offer them amnesty, offer them pardon if they just put up their hands and give up and stop now because they're identified. The New World Order is out in the open. The Great Reset's out in the open. More and more people learn about it every day. Everybody's turning against them. They should just give up and come out with their hands up now, and we will give them a good deal. Alex,
1: for those people that are hearing you for the first time and and haven't had a chance to get to the show, given that they've tried to deplatform you, how do people get to the Alex Jones show and, become a, uh, and, and get
0: to to watch it in real time. How, where do they go? Thanks for that, Steve. Yeah, uh, you know, just like we have to go back to where it's on URLs and people go to those destinations. We don't count on the big you know, CCP, Allied, Globalist operations. Uh, you go to infowars.com forward slash show. We're just on the front page. There's audio and video, the live show, the archives, and then my show, all the shows, uh, hundreds of other band creators and researchers and filmmakers are at band.com dot video, just the word band and then dot video. You can find it all at infowars.com But I just hope people go to amazon.com. I'm not a big Jeff Bezos fan, but we've made this book go to number six. It was you, by the way, on my own show, I can make it go to like number 50. But when you, the last two times we had you on your, your audience is incredible. Steve, when you said we need to make this number one, it went to number six, one time, number nine, another, all because of your great audience of activist folks. We want to push this book to, to number one in the world. It's already ahead of Obama's book and and, and M- M- Michelle Obama's book. It's already ahead of Harari's book, but we want to push it to number one. And I thank the War Room and its great audience. And, and, and Steve, you know, I sleep better at night knowing you're there because there's not many people that have a giant grasp of how this works. And when I've been tuning to your show for years and, and you know, obviously watching you for years before that, but you really have an even greater understanding in many ways than I do. And I'm very thankful you're there and I just really appreciate you.
1: No, you're I-Corps commander. You, you understood the big part of this was information war 30 years ago before people did. It's amazing. Get you got to go to Amazon. We need to make this book number one to make a statement. But most importantly, you're not going to be able to put this book down. It's not a beach read. This is a tough read. Get a pen. You're going to underline. You're going to take notes. Get a notepad. You're going to jot stuff down. Get questions to us. We'll get questions back to Alex. I'm sure he's going to give other talks on this. Today's the first and day. And Steve, here's the thing, the just great, real quick. Yes,
0: sir. Yep. When people read this book, because I just read it again the other day, even though I wrote it, when you watch the news, you hear the slogans of the Democrats yes. and, and then other liberal yes. leaders. I mean, this is a global corporate fascist party masquerading as leftist. I mean, this is their blueprint, folks. This is the blueprint of the Death Star. Please get it today. No. Steve Bannon, thank you. No,
1: no, no. I tell you, this is what the brains of Tony Lyons and the guys of Sky Horses is to drop it 70 days ago. Because I tell people, if you get it, you read it over the Labor Day weekend or the next couple of days. The framing, you're, you'll hear stuff. And particularly, I want the people that have never listened to Alex Jones or never read a word or never gone to the site and gotten any of the stories to, to get this. This is the audience we need to get it. Get the book and just make your own judgment. Weigh and measure it yourself. And then just you'll use it as a framework. Other information will come in and you'll see the great reset in the war for the world. Alex, thanks. I know you're busy today. Thanks for taking time. Uh, the book's going to be huge uh, and we look forward to having you back on.
0: Thank you. Please come on my show. I know you're busy as well. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you, Alex Jones. Okay. Uh, I want to First, I want to go to Joe Allen. I, I've got Brandon Showwater's got another blockbuster investigative study out of the, the Christian Post. But uh, uh, Joe, give me two minutes on, on transhumanism and Alex Jones, how he's been ahead of this and how in transhumanism, it's easy to get off the, you know, it's easy to chase rabbits, right? But walk me through particularly his theory, the case of transhumanism as the underpinnings of the Great Reset.
2: Well, Steve, uh, you know, every time we talk about Alex Jones, I have to say, first, huge fan and always have been, and second, uh, I disagree with quite a bit of his perspective, but that's okay. Uh, Absolutely, the core of the Great Reset and, of course, the Fourth Industrial Revolution is basically corporate transhumanism coming to the surface. Really, the first time that people of that stature have openly embraced transhumanism as a normative ideology. It's really nuts, and that's why people are going nuts about it. Uh, One of the big problems that I've always had with looking at transhumanism and especially communicating it to the public is when you are looking at transhumanists, you are looking at very lofty goals, very extreme goals and extreme claims, often without evidence. On the other hand, you do have technologies that are creeping up behind those goals. So the distinction between the two, what transhumanists are saying they want to see happen and what's actually yes. happening in the world of technology, very important to make that distinction, but it's also incredibly important to take those claims seriously because the technology is in fact creeping up on their heels. So do I agree with Alex Jones with, on everything? No, but I absolutely think that Alex Jones is an important voice and he's been a major, major force in bringing a spotlight into these people's faces. And so I'm totally about that. Yeah.
1: No. And I think one of the things you'll see in this book is how he connects transhumanism, how he connects it with um, with uh, with the Great Reset and particularly the technologi- technological uh how we're hurtling down this path. I want to bring in Brandon Showalter from The Christian Post. Uh, we were going to talk about Boston Children's Hospital in the in the blockbuster investigation, but then you dropped another one overnight. So if Denver can get that up on the screen where well, Brandon, tell us what because what I love about you is you just bring the receipts. It's you're not, you're not writing op-eds you're going through and just, I'm a, you're going to take what they say. Then you're going to go back and get the links for what they've done. So walk us through what your neck, your new blockbuster this morning is, sir.
3: Actually not so new. It's an article that's three years old, but I brought it to your attention because it's relevant to my most recent uh, piece where I was outlining the scholarly journals, the peer reviewed journals where, uh, they admit the gender clinicians and the doctors who are performing these disfiguring trans surgeries on minors, despite the constant media gaslighting that they are not being done in these children's hospitals around the world. Um, But the article that you just put up there on your screen is from three years ago when an endocrinologist that I know did a FOIA request of the NIH, which did a grant, a research grant that funded pediatric gender clinics around the country. And one of the doctors in my most recent um, Joanna Olson Kennedy, she did uh, a study of these girls who had had their breasts amputated, 33 of them, according to the data table in that uh, article there in JAMA Pediatrics, where uh, I think uh, four or five of those girls that had their breasts cut off were 14 and two were 13. Uh, but she's actually the same doctor that her name is on a document that was unearthed by that FOIA request and that other article that you just put up where the age for the cross-sex hormone cohort inclusion criteria was lowered from 13 years old to eight years old. And Steve, when I first saw that document, I thought my eyes were going to bug out of my head. Uh, It was just my jaw hit the floor and I couldn't believe it. But yes, our tax dollars through NIH funding these research grants have paid for experimentation on children and eight years old. Can you imagine an eight-year-old child being given cross-sex hormones? Uh, I actually don't think it's that much of a stretch to talk about transhumanism here in light of your previous segment, because transgenderism is a form of transhumanism. It's just paving the way for it.
1: Walk us through that. We're going to go to break and come back with the details of your research. But, but how, is, how is that a predicate to transhumanism, which is a predicate to the Great Reset? Why is, why is this gender-affirming or this gender ideology a predicate to transhumanism?
3: well basically it's the, you're making you're trying to reinvent the human person uh you look at the leaders of this movement uh martin rothblatt he's uh, i believe he is a man who has undergone a, a surgery he actually leads a, a cult a tech cult called TerraSim, where it is a transhumanist cult of sorts where they basically craft immortality on their own terms i've looked into some of their websites terasem t-e-a-t-e-r-a-s-e-m their beliefs are right there. It's full on transhumanist cult. He's got a wife that I believe is an African-American woman and a robot wife, Uh, her name is Beta 48, which he's trying to upload information from his real wife into the cyber wife, into the robot wife. But of course he's furthering the transgender ideology. So it's all connected. Um, This stuff, it sounds like tinfoil hat conspiracy stuff but he says these things. He goes and gives lectures where he talks about tech transgenders and tech transhumanists it's all connected
1: brandon hang up for one second brandon uh showwater investigative reporter from the christian post our own joe allen take a short commercial break we're going to talk about the boston children's hospital and what brandon found in his investigation all next in the world Millions of Americans are waking up to a country they don't recognize. And while they struggle to raise their families and pay the bills, the media and corporations are telling them they're what's wrong with the country. Well, thankfully, there are a few companies that still believe in America and our Constitution. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone company, is on the front lines fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans. Thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. I want to repeat that. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. Get the same great service plus the knowledge that your money is supporting the values that made America great and will make her great again. Go to PatriotMobile.com, that's one word, PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call 972-PATRIOT, that's 972-PATRIOT. Use the offer code Bannon to get free activation. Special discounts are available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today, PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call 972-PATRIOT action 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 do this today
3: getter has arrived the new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now.
1: Okay. The great Nigel Farage has joined Getter as of yesterday. He's going to be on the show today at five o'clock from five to seven. It's going to be absolutely on fire. So don't miss the show today. Let me go. Okay. Uh, so Joe, walk me through Boston Children's Hospital. What was the, what was the, what did you find and connect dots and, and it got to be the big controversy?
2: Well, you know, Steve, the big thing about the entire child transitioning movement is that uh, people oftentimes thought it theoretical. And once attention came down on Boston Children's Hospital and it was realized that not only were they offering certain violent sort of procedures, phalloplasty, vaginoplasty, things like that, to uh, people 17 and up, uh, there have also there's also been information that perhaps they've been doing mastectomies on females as young as 15. And then from there, started to see all this attention on other hospitals, children's hospitals, such as Benioff Children's Hospital in San Francisco, and even, uh, Children's Health in Dallas, in which you see both the, the application of and, and extreme arguments for child transitioning. Um, and, and if I, if I could just really quickly note, uh, insofar as, uh, Martine Rothblatt is concerned, That's probably the best place you could find the intersection between transgenderism and transhumanism. Uh, Rothblatt published a book in, I believe, 2011 called From Transgender to Transhuman. Uh, It's up on the screen right now. And the entire premise is that technology allows human beings to shape ourselves in any way we see fit. Transgenderism is the, the first phase of that in which we're transforming from one sex to the other. but Rothblatt goes on to argue many other things, such as that artificial intelligence should have its own sort of human right and that human beings will one day become immortal through digital uploads. So it really is deeply connected, not only on a superficial level, but uh, among the transhumanists themselves.
1: So uh, from the Christian Post, Brandon Showalter, you went back when they came out and said, hey, we're being attacked. You got all these right wing people saying terrible things about us and, you know, they're flooding our our website and email. We're getting calls. You actually said, and they denied this. I guess you went back and said, well, let me let me check here and and to walk people through what you did in this magnificent piece where you basically showed the receipts.
3: I knew it was a lie, and uh, my poor roommates had to hear me rant all weekend because I was just so in, just enraged by seeing the interference running from NPR and Washington Post, the legacy press, who took the narrative that these are just these poor hospital staffers trying to take care of these struggling children or whatever, and they're denying that these brutal surgeries are happening to minors. And I've read, being this has been one of my main beats here at the Christian Post for years, and I had seen enough of the literature where the doctors and the gender clinicians themselves admit in journals like JAMA Pediatrics and The Lancet and the Journal of Sexual Medicine, the Journal of Clinical Medicine, prominent peer-reviewed medical journals where it's in their own words, they say that they have done these surgeries on minors. Uh, Boston Children's Hospital, when I was on yesterday, I mentioned that they had done 65 mastectomies on minor girls 2017 to 2020. It's right there. And so if the media wants to take the narrative that these, well, these hospitals are just being attacked, well, maybe they should stop disfiguring children because people are right to be upset about that. And so I felt it was important to just collate all of the journal articles. I think I've got five or six Journal articles—they are listed in my piece, where you can read the articles for yourselves, and it's in their own words. So, don't take my word for it; just read what they themselves say.
1: Why would they have it in peer-reviewed journals, where obviously it's about these surgeries, and and they're trying to get that aspect of their science or medicine up to another level, and then deny it into the into the legacy media? Why would they deny it? On one hand, are they ashamed of it, or, or what's the they? They understand that people are going to sit there and go this is too young to do it. What, what is their purpose of trying to deny it when it's it would it just took a tough investigative reporter to go back to the peer-reviewed journals and show what they actually talk amongst themselves about?
3: It's a great question, but I don't think your average person reads an endocrinology journal, for example. When's the last time you read one? When's the last time you read a peer-reviewed medical journal? It's very usually very dense. It's not something that normal people read. So they do sort of talk amongst themselves and they operate a lot in the shadows. And I, I think one of the strategies of these gender clinicians has been just to say, we need to study this. We need to research this. In the previous segment, when I spoke of that FOIA document that showed that the um, the cross-sex hormone cohort had been lowered from 13 to eight, uh, the endocrinologist that wrote the NIH wrote uh, and was asking what's going on here, uh, the bureaucrat that responded to him basically gaslit him and said, oh, this is just an observational study or something like that, as though they just need to take this painstaking process to just research this further when all they're doing is experimenting on children. And so they're talking amongst themselves, making it sound all high minded and nuanced, but they know that it gets out to the media that it gets out to the public. The average American, regardless of their politics, is not in favor of administering drugs to children that will render them completely sterile, nor are they in favor of surgeries that will disfigure their bodies permanently.
1: Is most of this, real quickly, is most of this either taxpayer funded, taxpayer supported or supported by uh, your pension funds, private equity through, you know, through companies that are actually for profit companies? Is all this supported somehow by the average Americans and they don't know it?
3: Increasingly, there are... uh, there are government mechanisms. I think I know of some people that have gotten Medicaid to pay for these surgeries uh, of, on, on young people. So there are government funds that are set aside. California is currently trying to fund there are num- number of funds in, in that state to, to pay for these kinds of things. Uh, there's a there's a bill that's pending out there now where they're trying to make it a trans sanctuary state where minors from out of state can come to California and get their drugs and surgeries against the wishes of their parents. Uh, so it's sort of a combination of private sector and public funding. Um, but this is all, I mean, I think the root of this is the medical industrial complex, big pharma. If you can get a child on a lifetime of experimental medicalization, you've got a lifelong medical patient because this doesn't fix any of your problems. This is just, you're medicalizing a person experimentally and you're, you're gonna make them even more sick because when you dysregulate your hormones like this, you open yourself up to a whole host of problems. Brandon,
1: what's your social media? And how do they get to your article?
3: Uh, my Twitter handle is Brandon M show. And at my article that you're referring to is called, yes, trans surgeries are being done on minors. Here's proof. And that's available at the Christian post.com. we'll put
1: up and we'll put up the other one too about testosterone. Uh, Joe Allen, real quickly, how do people get to you and your writings?
2: At J O E B O T X Y Z Joe bot xyz and of course warroom.org under the transhumanism tab. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Brandon.
1: Brandon, thank you so thank much you. for joining us. Okay, five o'clock today. Back for two hours on fire. Nigel Farage, join us at the top of the show. See you then.
2: We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take
0: down the CCP.
1: Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. You need, if you're gonna be part of the posse, you need a strong heart, you need a lion's heart. How we're gonna do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.
2: They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024 by Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon Today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.